Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Merhaba and welcome to episode 7 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host and we have gathered here today from New York, America, Angry Yasin. How's your Turkish temper, bro? Much better today, bro. Finally got the three points, so I can only stay angry for so long, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Chief Editor Emre, how's the editing going? The one-time thing, don't expect it again, but uh, no, I'm doing good. <laughs> you're doing it tonight as well, bro. I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I'm happy we got the three points as well, finally, about time. All right. From Flatlands, the Netherlands, historian Sally. You got any uh, new facts for us, Sally? Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, yes, another week, another fact. And this fact is about the Canary Islands from Spain. Because did you know that the islands were not named after the bird, but rather after the Latin word for dog, which is Canaria. Dog <laughs> islands. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sick. Are there a lot Not of dogs lie. over there? Uh, t- I, I have no clue. It was given by apparently the first Europeans to arrive there during Roman times, I would assume. But Okay, no never mind. Why it's they give fine. The name. <laughs> never yeah. mind. Too much <laughs> history for to... my liking. Yeah. <laughs> And from all across the world, from down under Melbourne, Australia, Crocodile Mazar. How are your kangaroos doing, bro? My kangaroos are fine, bro. They're just jumping up and down in the backyard. I fed them just before the match. They're happy. They're asking about you, nice. actually. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm scared of kangaroos, man. It's trauma. <laughs> all right. Saving last for best. I would say normally, however, uh, last episode I forgot to mention Coach John and uh, I broke his heart, so he's not joining today. In reality, he's actually, uh, he's coaching, so he won't be here today. So, thanks for uh, the quick uh, short answers, my brethren. So, to all our listeners, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you. Today's podcast menu consists of as usual, we will cover recent news. We will discuss the Gustape performance, our first win finally. And ahead of next week's game against the Rizespor, we will give our predictions as usually. Yep. So, we'll quickly move on to recent news. My wonderful color rocks. <laughs> uh, I've gathered uh, quite some news. Um, I'll start off with saying Bullet Bulent. Korkmaz officially signed with Rizespor. Uh, before Ooh. him was yeah 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 no. that's that's a that's a tough one to take for uh, Galatasaray fans. And previously Hamza Hamzolo uh, was coaching there and he got sacked. So that's an update. One I was surprised to see fly under the radar was um, a Singapore-established Bitcoin exchange, Bitget, signed a sponsorship deal with Galatasaray apparently. And another thing I wanted to mention is a rumor. Uh, Alexandre, Alexandru Chikuldao, he's apparently wanted by Sampdoria. 
So that's interesting as well. UN name summit. <laughs> yeah, come on. I, I'm still better than most of you, I think, with names. So. I don't know about that. Ah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then we have uh, Valentine Ozonwafor, who's loaned to Sporting Chalois. And he actually fainted twice during a game after receiving an elbow in the neck uh, from Dante Venzier from uh, Royal Union St. Gilois. Um, who's, who is a colleague of Denis Undav as well. If you, you might recall that Stefan Kuntz, Turkish national team coach, actually uh, wanted to call him up. Uh, but the most surprising thing out of all is um, nothing from Galatasaray, nothing from the club, no get well wishes. Um, and, and if you look at the video, which is also on our Twitter page, at the Lions Den GS, if you want to check, uh, it's pretty uh, harsh, man. It's pretty harsh. Have you guys seen that video? Yes. Yes. It looked uh, intentional. Oh, yeah. Almost racist, I'd say. <laughs> did he get sent off after that? I think he did. Yeah, he, he, did. he got, he red, got a red, red card. card. Straight. Yeah. Deserved mm-hmm. as well. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, another thing I'm actually a bit sad about is um, Adana Demirspor, the president, Murat Sanjak. Uh, he said a lot of things against the press, a lot of things, unacceptable things, if you ask me. And from TFFA, we still have not heard heard anything, like zero consequences for that guy, for all that talk he did. Um, it's still surprising to me. Uh, I mean, Emre, you you <laughs> you can talk on and on about that probably. Yeah, you can give me like a whole episode. It won't be enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just connected. That's what people are saying. So let's uh, let's leave it at that. And then uh, we have, um, yeah, well, I'm happy we got our win. But before our win, yesterday, uh, 24 hours before the game, we had Arda Turan, Mert Çetin, Nejati Artesh, Şükrü Hanedar. They all visited Terim, which is fine. They can go and visit Terim. That's perfectly fine. Um, and afterwards, they posted pictures, all of them. And this one caused, by one, yeah, yeah, it's caused a pretty big uproar uh, on Twitter space. Uh, what did you think about that, Yasin? Not a fan of it. Uh, I think the fans are. I think our players just try and stay away from social media as much as they can in recent times because we're not doing well. There's a lot of pressure. Any small picture or caption could be interpreted the wrong way. And attacks could be made towards our players, whether they deserve it or not. Um, but to see so many of these players, like Arda and you know our ex coaches, like Nijat Atish, post a picture with Terim the day before a game, when all this is going on, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, interestingly, they asked Torrent about it after the game today too. I'm looking at Twitter right now. They said Arda Turan posted a, he was not in the team today. He posted a picture with Terim. Uh, what do you think about it? And Dominic Torrance said Morutan and Apasan were also not in the squad. Uh, you know, they can post any pictures they want. They can share these photos however they want. Uh, so it seems like he's not bothered by it. And even if he is, I'm happy to see that he's not making or giving, uh, I guess, the press something to talk about. So I like how he handled that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Nejati and Shukru, they can post all they want. They're not part of the team anymore. But you're Arda Turan. You're... Th- like basically the captain of the team. You don't go and do that. The 
day mm-hmm. before a game. Because what? Let's say we lose the game. What happens then? There's gonna be Coop. more chaos. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, "Oh, you did it on purpose," or you're, you know, you're getting into our players' minds and stuff like that. You're trying to sabotage the team. Uh, like everything can be said about it. You can do it after we win, but the, you don't do that before. You're the captain of this team. You don't do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Some tinfoil yeah. uh, conspiracy theorist <laughs> even said uh, they're um, already preparing for uh, Dominic to leave and uh, come back. Nerede kalmıştık. Um, yeah. What? What? Uh, I have to agree with uh, Emre over here that indeed that you know the fact that Nejat did it or Mert, uh, I I don't really care about that. But the fact that Arda did it, like first he, after a bad performance, he tweets or puts an Insta post on why he's so valuable to the team and. Why we shouldn't criticize him as much because, oh, you know, I've meant so much for this team, etc. And then, now that he's out of the, not even, like, out of the bench, he's, like, complete out of the squad. Now he does that, uh, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, not gonna lie. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it either. I don't think he should have done that. It's not smart, it doesn't add anything. Uh, there, there's two sides to it, you know. Um, one side you shouldn't do that right before the game. On the other side, it's his personal life. He can do whatever he wants, right? We shouldn't be affected by it. He knew what he was True. doing. By it. it is his. He knew what he was it doing. It is his personal life. Yeah, exactly. It it is his personal life, but then just don't share it on social media. You know what it can do. Like just skip that part. Just keep it personal. I think that's I, what I would do. It's just. about intent, and I don't think he's dumb. He's been around for way longer. He's not born yesterday, let's put it that way. Exactly. So he, he knows, knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. They know what it means posting those pics. So anyway, we shouldn't do, talk too much about that. So I think another important thing we should introduce is Pascale Sensibile. Um, our new sporting director. Um I'll basically give a few info about him and then we can check how you feel about him. Pascale Sensibile, 50 years old. He was born September 18th in Lecce, Italia. His father, Aldo Sensibile, was also a football player who played for Lecce and also Roma in the 60s and uh, apparently was an assistant manager for Napoli eventually. But uh, more on Pascale. His resume looks like in 2003, he ended his football career at Prosesto, basically Serie C, very low. And uh, right after that, in 2004, started working there as a sports manager, not sportive director necessarily. And then a year later, he continues to do the same function for Hellas Verona. And in 2016, then takes on a job at Juventus at Head of Player Monitoring or Chief Observer, whatever they call it. And this was when Juventus got relegated due to the match-fixing allegations. The club was then promoted back the following season. They had some successes there. And uh, Sensibile was at the heart of all this when it happened. His first time actually staying at more than one year uh, was uh, at Juventus. And then, uh, yeah, in two years, so in 2018, he got fired from Juventus. I don't know the specifics about that. Would have to check further. And uh, then 2009, he joined Palermo as sportive director for the first time. Then goes a year later to Novaro, a year later to Sampdoria. 2012, he seems to have uh, taken a year off. 
I don't know why. 2013, he went to Mantova. And finally, he uh, went to the club where his father dropped his sweat and tears at Roma. As a scout, nonetheless, this time. And again, for two years here at Roma. And then in 2016, he's sportive director again for Tapani. And the year after for Alessandria. And comes back in 2018 as a scout at Roma. And uh, then it's 2019 already. And that was the last of his resume. So he was two years. He didn't have anything. And now he's at Galatasaray. Um, I think those are mainly the points I had looked up about him. Um, interesting fact also is um, Sensibile was also a midfielder as a football player. As you recall, Torrent was also a midfielder. And uh, I checked this as well. And Luis Campos was also a midfield player. You guys think uh, this is going to fix our midfield problem? Or are we going to put them in the midfield? They after should play the themselves. Yeah. Yeah. After Thailand and Berkan uh, fiasco. Probably, all the, probably better than uh, Thailand, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, did you guys know this stuff about Pascale? What do you think about him? Mazar, I think that's a cue for you now. I actually never heard of him before um, we announced him. Um, who's kind of mm-hmm. under the radar doing some stuff in Italy. I don't really follow Serie A, so that explains why I didn't hear of him. But um, Scout for Roma, he's got, he's got a decent res- resume, I guess. Um, let's just see what he does as sporting director. When was the last time we, we did have a sport? Uh, ups and downs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a bit... Uh, yeah, I don't want to say that, but not crazily impressive. He's not as impressive as Luis Campos or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. It's our, it's our first uh, sporting director in a long time as well, isn't it? When was the last time we had a sporting director? Uh, not for a while. I think Jank Ergin was our last sporting director under yeah. uh, Dursun, fortunately. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, his resume is indeed like, pretty up and down. And from what you've just told us, is he hasn't really been with a club for like a very long time. Mostly a year, it seems. Yeah. So, he seems like a, a, a proper job hopper. Hmm. I don't know if you can rely. Yeah, I don't know if you can rely on someone that goes, switches from club to club every year or two. I don't know. What do you think, Yasin? Uh, I agree with you guys. You know, the constant job switching doesn't look good. If he was really great at his job, you know, if he's going to switch jobs, it would, it would be to like a bigger club, a more notable club. Uh, otherwise, if they're happy with him, they would have kept him for longer. But um, apart from all this criticism, I, I do want to say something positive or at least try to look at it a w- positive way. One thing that Burak Elmas and the board have been trying to do, whether you can critique it being successful or not, and I guess time will tell, is the fact that we are bringing guys for specific jobs at the club. Before we had Fatih Terim, who was excellent at his job in many different ways, but he was wearing a lot of different hats. And I think for anybody to wear a lot of different hats at a huge club like Alsai can be overwhelming. You know, Fatih Tenen was a guy who spoke for us on behalf of calls against us, who was part of the recruiting team, was part of the coaching staff, the technical director, all this. We're at least bringing guys now. And this guy was recommended from Campos. So I have to trust the process mm-hmm. a little bit. I will hold my opinions for the summer and see how that goes because if the summer transfer window is a failure, this is one guy that we can look to and say, look, you know, he didn't do a great job. 
along with compost, along with torrent. So it makes it a little bit more clear for us to say, okay, sporting director, he's a guy who's going to be helping with transfers, at least the foreign ones. Let's see how that goes. So uh, let's see how things go. Uh, I don't want to judge a guy based off of his history, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can criticize the guy's resume uh, a lot, actually. And, and when I was doing the research, I was a bit worried because, you know, I've said this countless of times. I like stability and I liked that we have a plan um, and we should stick to that and not rinse and repeat, fire him, hire a new guy. And like you said, it was before it was Burak Elmas at the top, hierarchically, and underneath him was Fatih Terim, and then the rest. That's it, basically. Now what we're seeing is we are abolishing basically that old school Abilar, we love Gala and Yenim Galsan Seni type of stuff. And we're doing something more professional, right? You got Burak Almas, he got his advisor, Luis Campos, who brought in Pascale Sensibile. And Pascale Sensibile is going to be communicating a lot with Dominic Torrent, right? To get that whole strategy going. So I like this a lot. And it, it's, it's professional. And that's what we need. We need to change that. But will it work in Turkey? I don't know. You have the Ali Koç examples that people are always talking about. That's not working. Giving as an example. In this culture in Turkey, I don't know if that's going to work. Especially if, if the sportive director has only been holding jobs for one year every season. I think the max I saw was two years with Ju Juve from 2006 to 2008. Yeah, and that's when they got relegated, which yeah. we are kind of in a position for a match to match fixing too. So that's uh, not a good look on your, you know, resume. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think we will see further. I don't know what you think about all that, Sally. I mean, I I already mentioned before how yeah his resume indeed doesn't look too good, and the restructuring part. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the WhatsApp group as well. Like it is something like what a more modern club usually does. Um, just relieve some extra hats, as Yasin said before, from uh, our head coach. Basically, just make him a head coach instead of like a complete manager. However, just like the manager assignment, doing this whole restructuring thing in the middle of the season, I mean, we've fallen pretty far down already, but uh, it's, it's, it's risky, but... I guess it had to be done. It's just because it's in the middle of the season. I don't know how it will work out. I don't know if this guy will still be with us within six months. And just like you said before, I prefer stability as well. And if we're going to keep changing these guys over and over again, I'm just really afraid that'll happen. So mm -hmm. and, what uh, can I say? I hope the best and just, just see it out, you know, in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you also are of that opinion. No, that's uh, what Yasin mentioned. Let's see in the summer. Let's see what kind of connections these guys have. I'm sure they have a lot of connections and they will bring a lot of transfers. Let's hope for that, that we don't wait last minute again, as usual. So uh, It's so. finally going to be nice not seeing someone like Abdurrahim Ibarek, like doing the transfers for once, you know? So, like, we're finally getting some professionalism, you know? So one of the biggest reasons we had to, you know, get Falcao because he accidentally sent a 
uh, photo with him, and then the fans got all riled up. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then, bam, you, you're paying $5 million a year for a striker that's so, like, injury-prone. GG's, you know? It'd be nice yeah. to finally have some professional people in our club. That's the only uh, thing I'm looking forward to. To give some mm-hmm. credit to Abdullahim Albayrak, I think the one thing he was good at is making sure the players are comfortable and attending to all their needs. I think that was his main function as well. Aside well, from well, that's what goals. he should have been, not you know going and you know negotiating players. That's like, yeah, he was a bit picture savvy, Instagram taught uh, for sure, but. <laughs> Yeah, what can we do? Even in his interviews, he would say some dumb stuff that would get us into some heat. Welcome to Turkey. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, Maz, did you have any other news that you saw that you wanted to discuss? Or I think you've gone points? through everything. I think you've gone through just about everything, bro. Mm-hmm. You guys want to start okay. talking about the game? Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, so we played against Göztepe today and we won <laughs> finally I, I can't believe it actually mm. won holy shit when was the last time we won uh Sally? yes um when looking at some stats our last away win was 141 days ago it was against Rizespor, that famous 2-3 with a late winner from uh well morutan uh, with that jagne run i think we all remember that how he went past like two free players Oh, he Indeed. smashed everyone to the ground. Yeah, exactly. Two, three At, players. Uh, what was it? 90 plus 11 minutes or so. Damn. Um, so, yeah, crazy if you think about it, because that was in the beginning of October, I believe. So, it's been a solid four four months, is that? Yeah, about four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. Playing mm-hmm. Riza again already. True. It's True. been that That's long since true. our last win. Oh, my God. Yeah, against Bülent Korkmaz, nonetheless. Yeah, right. That as well. <laughs> we didn't really talk about that, but yeah. Um, Sally, first XY, how did we start against Gustepe? Uh First 11. So, yeah, we had five changes from last time in our first 11. Uh, most of us started over Gomis, which I was fine with, to be honest. Uh, we had Halil at 10 over Faguli, uh, Pulgar taking over Berkan, Ömer uh, taking over uh, Van Anel's position. And Omar having his first start in over, well, what is it, like 400 days over Sasha Bowie. Um, some other notable stuff that has been mentioned before. Uh, Arda was, again, not on the bench. And surprisingly, Morton wasn't taken along with our comp cadre as well. One thing I wanted to say, uh, Omar's last game with us was in 2020, dudes. And it was against the uh, away game against Trabzonspor. It's been like mm-hmm. two years uh, since he uh, played football, basically, which is interesting. Technically two years ago, that's true. But day-wise, it's uh, a b- just a bit over a year ago. Yeah, right? it was yeah. 2021 New Year's when he had his incident. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, true. Maz, um, maybe Maz, what did you think about uh, Morutan not being in today's... Uh, it was pretty surprising to be honest, and I don't like. I'd rather see Morutan over Barbad any day of the week, to be honest. Exactly. Is, I I don't know what to Didn't, say. Like we 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 won. Like, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be like crying here, but I really want to see Morutan over Barbad. Morutan has a high um, <laughs> high ceiling for potential, and I feel like that's. Didn't we have a whole discussion last week about this? Yeah, we'll have yes, another one. We did. We'll have another and it one. Still happened. 
<laughs> we need to have another I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I'm still in favor. I'm still in favor of Babel. I think I think he did a good job today. So I that's did a, not okay. see that. I don't know what Summit's watching or where he's watching that's, it from. That's a uh, hot take. Maybe or what he's watching it with. It's because maybe he was on uh, medication again. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not. Maybe drunk. you I'm should go back influence. on medication. Yeah, sure. <laughs> maybe well, what about what about you, Yasin? Morutan not being in today. Uh, it's very surprising. Uh, even though I understand why he might not start or why he shouldn't start, uh, not including him in the squad is not going to be good for his morale. Uh, it's already quite shit, I think, the whole team. But to not include a guy that you spent a few mil on in the squad, uh, I don't understand it. I, I don't want to think too much about it. Let's see what happens going forward. Sometimes players need a little bit of a timeout to gather themselves mentally. Maybe maybe Torrent saw that Morotan was not there and he said, okay, you know, take a break. Uh, we also have a lot of foreigners back and healthy too. So you ha sometimes you have to pick somebody to sit out. We've seen it in the past with um, even worse situations, the whole Linus thing during winter break. You know, Fatih Terim and Galsai, we had to put Linus' contract on freeze for six months because we didn't have room for him at all. So these things happen time to time. I wish it would have been Babal over Moritan for sure. But uh, yeah, I can't really say much else. It's surprising and I was not happy about it. Thanks. Thanks, Yasin, for uh, giving us that resting time with your long ass speeches. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not that I mind. It's, it's appreciated <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> we I, get I, a guess, breather. I, I guess you want anger Yasin and his temper back. Is that what it is? No, no. My my ear canals <laughs> are messed up last time because of that. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Salih, uh, I'm going to make you the main uh, match performance guy today as we don't have Coach John, unfortunately, with us. Um, so go ahead, give, give your um, yeah, overview of the game today. What did you like, what you didn't like? Okay. Um, man, a lot of pressure now. Okay, okay, let's see. Um, first, some, some stats before the match even you know, begun. Um, even after this match... We still have no clean sheet, you know, that's our knife in a row, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. We did meet Gustepe in a favorable time. Favorable in that they have lost every game in February, while in the month before they won pretty much every other game. They've been, just, it just has not been clicking for them. But on the other hand, just like with us, it hasn't been clicking with us for a very long time, so I guess that equaled each other out. Um, what I found of the first half, it was, I don't know, man, it's, I wish John was here to preach possession-based football, because, man, did we not have any possession. <laughs> we had, like, what was it, 29% of the ball. I, I think what Torrent had in mind, honestly, and I'm trying to justify this low amount of possession, I think we tried, just tried to play on the counter, because we, we kept Halil, uh, I think it was Halil, Kerem and Mostafa up high, pretty much. And the rest all the way in the back. We were defending with quite a lot of men. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just very risky. I don't know why we did it that way. Um, we yeah. did score early, which I, which I liked from the free kick, right? Uh, which I also didn't expect. I was just eating dinner and suddenly 
Nelson uh, put one in, in the back of the net. But besides that, we were just we just didn't have the ball, so we couldn't create anything. And any long of through ball we tried to make just didn't connect. I think our pass accuracy for that game was also around like 60 or 70%, which is really below level. For an elite team in Turkey, it should be at least 85%, I would say. So, first half, it was just in general not good. I don't think anyone would say we played well. Um, so, yeah, I wonder what, what, what you have to say or the others, but... I think from my side, um, I agree with you on that first half. What I saw personally, I saw indeed we were trying a more defensive approach. Um, we had Omar, Nelson, Markao, and Ömer, <laughs> Ömer Bayram, in the back. Mm -hmm. And you had Pulgar and Thailand right in front of them. And they were keeping those, tight, tight, uh, those spaces so tight. There was no midfield. We had no midfielders. You had Babel on the right, uh -huh. Kerem on the left, Momo up top, and then this lost chicken head kid, Halil. I don't know where he was, but he was not on the 10 <laughs> position, if you ask me. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the main thing, what I noticed. And I already could see, like, after that, uh, well, lucky goal that we had. Okay, let, let's say they practiced the, the free kicks and stuff like that, and they got the goal like that. But after that, I knew that 1-1 was coming sooner or later because Gostepe was pressing, pressing, pressing. And we couldn't get out of it because, yeah, we had no midfield uh, to do mm -hmm. anything with that. Pulgar and Thailand, both very defensive. Uh, Thailand originally being not a defensive midfielder. Uh, well, I think we, he's completely adapted to defensive midfielder because he doesn't get to the front at all. Only to the big, not to the front. So first half wise, I think that's 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 my view. I didn't like the football we played today. I think it was one of the worst football we played this season. Um, we have, well, I think the players are trying to adjust to Dominic Torrent's vision and his system and play, but they can't yet. I, that's clearly obvious because it was so chaotic. So uh, I wasn't happy with that. I think uh, not to talk about Terim, but I think even though Terim built the team and he might have done a shitty job building the team, he still got the best out of each player. Uh, we got into a lot of positions. We were very good defensively, but stupid ass mistakes from individuals like Thailand and Omar, you like cannot fix. Yeah, just like this game. Some things are consistent for sure uh, since Terim left. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit my take on it. I don't think we had any uh, subs, right, in the second half when the, we started. No, we didn't. Uh, no, we not didn't. right away, no. I just um, want to touch up on what you're saying. We played like shit. I feel like we played like we had to play in order to get three points because no, I don't think no. I don't think I don't think you can play his system just yet. You doesn't have enough time, and you have to play to get the points because listen, we need the points. If you keep brute forcing the the play style or whatever kind of you know play style he has in mind gonna take the players time and right now we do not have the the luxury of losing points so i think that's <laughs> one of the reasons why we played such chaotic football i think he just went for the more you know like the route that would get him the most success you know and that's going more defensive and it's known that if you play defensive football you're more likely to get a point if not more right but 
It's a yeah relegation type tactic. Exactly, that's what I'm line saying. Was very much in the back, not eat the, the ball. Tosa you would see any season. Exactly, exactly. He, his mind, his in his mind was just eat the ball up the field and let whatever happen happen. I think his biggest mistake was trusting Umad and Thailand in this team because, like you said, there was no midfield and they just kept coming. Eventually, they brute forced a mistake on us twice and twice in the same spot. The same thing happened. Both hands from Umad's side. So just just to yeah just to add on that on that defensive football right so in the first half we had um, around sixty five accurate passes which is fifty seven percent were accurate which is very low but half of those were long balls we had thirty three long balls I mean not that any of them connected only five did but yeah indeed we just we just played very defensively had a very low backline and we just yeeted the ball long over the top but. As we saw, it didn't really bring us much, but and mm-hmm. yeah, after that we just conceded that stupid pen from you know the what, two players we all like most probably. So yeah, what 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 did you think about Pena this game, uh, Mazar, and then after maybe Yasin? He had some really good saves in my opinion, especially in the first few minutes there when they were really attacking down the wings. He had some good saves. Um, one of which I think the first one he saved. I think it was in the. F- first minute. I don't think any other keeper would have saved that except for Muslera. I wouldn't trust Fatih Sturk or Ismail Chepi for that. Um, yeah, he was, he, was, he was really good. He was definitely a good transfer to make. I know um, in the transfer window, a lot of people were saying, oh, what's, what's the point in transferring this guy? Like, he's only, what, for six months? We're going to get Muslera soon. I think, I think we really needed him, honestly. And I think we still do need him until Muslera comes back. Because this way, we're not rushing Muslera. And... He's going to come back 100% healthy, hopefully. I don't know. I think it's still a bit off, man. I mean, Muslera is back. He can play. Why did we ever transfer this kid? He's he's back, but can he play? Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's bad. But the only thing I hate about Pena is he's not steady with the ball. Like what I mean is when he gets the ball, he always has two touches. He doesn't get it at once. And, And that's what I'm mostly annoyed about. Can't hold on to the ball either. Like whenever it's in the air, he just always punches it out. Never holds on. Yeah, to it. yeah. At least he gets. Yeah, at least he gets a touch on it. Yeah, this guy would just miss it completely. Yeah, exactly. It's it's something. He has no arms, bro. So yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. see-through arms, bro. It doesn't exist. What did you think, Yasin, about uh, Pena? Uh, it's it's interesting you say that because I kind of thought the opposite. Uh, I was actually gonna oh say. My God. Pena is maybe now the third goalkeeper in this league in recent history where I actually feel comfortable with, not just for my team, but that exerts confidence and comfort. Um, the first one is yes. obviously Muslera. Second one is Urjan Chakur at Trabzonspor. And Pena for you know a new guy coming in during this atmosphere, I think he exerts what? that confidence and comfort. Yes, maybe you know he's taking two or three touches instead of one. He's a goalkeeper. Summit. He's not fucking, you know, Xavi in the midfield where he, he's going to do one-touch passes all the time. He's, he's going to get the ball, and he, he looks for those passes. He, he takes his time to make that pass forward if, if that's what he's planning to do. When he gets the ball, just like Musleta, as soon as he catches that ball, he's running to the end of the 18-yard line looking where he can pass the ball to. I kind of like that. I'm not here trying to tell you that he's the next big thing. But in the short period of time that we've seen him, where our entire team is just lacking confidence, 
he gives me a different energy that I appreciate. And it's worth pointing out. Like, you know, I, I, I like it. And as for the Muslera thing, we don't know when Muslera is going to come back fully healthy. Yeah, we saw right. him in training, but that doesn't mean he's know. ready to go. Your, if, your opinion... If, if, your opinion if, is obsolete uh, since if, you said if, that Urjan Chakr is, is what no, you're no, no. comfortable with. <laughs> Urjan is, is goaded, Are man. you what kidding you me, bro? This is really good. Are summit. you a drop zone spoiler, bro? I'm about to isolate all your opinions on goalies, bro. What? <laughs> Dude, Urjan Chakr is the best goalie in this league right now. This by, is a Galatasaray podcast. Please, please. It's it's a, it's an objective Galatasaray podcast of people who watch the league, right? I have to I give take I have to give credit to Urjan where it's due. But um anyways, um <laughs> now I lost track because you called me out for Urjan Chuck. You were talking about Pena. You were talking about Pena. But is it is it really a controversial opinion that you think personally I also feel comfortable with Pena and goal. Yes, it's like very early still. Um and save wise he did have some good saves, but it's not like um like Gustav had ten shots on goal. Um, yeah, but yeah, from from what I've seen so far, I do feel comfortable with him. He seems calm, composed, good with his feet. Yes, he might take an extra touch, but just like Yas said before, he's not a midfielder or like an actual player. He's a keeper in the end. Might be even better I like as a him. midfielder. I like him. And about the <laughs> and about the Mustera thing, like um, just like we saw last time when he was injured, like right when right after his injury, he was a bit shaky in the beginning, though he was kind of. He did make like an error here, left and right. Again, occasionally it's still very good, obviously. But I, I don't know. I like Pena. I, I I I think it's a good loan and smart loan transfer. He has a point to prove. Mm-hmm. He wants to become the second goalie, so he's not gonna slack off. He's not like, why have I ended up here? He's gonna try to prove himself. And so far, so good, I would say. Yeah, Summit. It's thinking like yours is why we're in the situation we're in today, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, please. Holy crap. No, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I have, I have to make a point. Shots you, fired. You annoyed me with that comment. Oh, why, why did we get Pena? Why did we get Pena? Because Musleta's plan B and C is Ismail Chipe and Fatih Öztürk. This is Galatasaray, bro. It, we would uh, all argue the best team, best club in the world, in the league, all that, right? You can't have your second goalie, Ismail Chipe. Musleta is a human being. He can get hurt. He plays a professional sport that has conduct, that every single forward in the league is on his ass when he's trying to make a save. Injuries happen, and they've, ha- they've happened recently. Why did we get Pena? Because of this, bro. If, if Ismail Chipe was in goal today, maybe he wouldn't have made that one save on the upper left corner where he, you know... Mm-hmm. Very good point. That's that's one. It could be. It could have been. It could have been other situations too, and that could be the difference between three points today or one or zero. When your goalie, bro, you've all played football, whether it's Sunday league or with your friends at the park or you know on a more competitive level. If your goalie or any player in your position makes a dumb mistake, and it costs you a goal, that ruins your morale. That ruins the whole team, and you can't. You know, you can't. Sometimes you can't get your stuff together and score goals. If your goal is Ismail Chipe and he's making mistakes, and you go from one nothing to one one because of that, bruh, I can't imagine the rest of that game. So that's why know, we man. got Pena. That's why we and got it Pena. Constantly happens every other game. Yeah, that's man, that's all I have there. to say. You, you can say what you want after that. I had to say well, that. Summit. I apologize. I mean, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, it's just uh, we're yeah, here call to discuss. Call out Summit. Call him out. I, I will. You can call I him. Will. I mean. 
You're saying Ismail Chipe, but did you see that video? Apparently, he's shagging uh, Kevin De Bruyne's girlfriend. So I don't know, man. <laughs> Ismail Chipe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll share that link. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, now, Yasin, I want to hear you praise Omar Bayram. Go ahead. Impossible, bro. I'm trying to be optimistic <laughs> here. Pay him not, enough to do that. I'm, I'm not trying to lie here. Um, dude, Omar <laughs> Bayram, like... When I saw the lineup, I tried to make understanding of it. You know, he's Turkish. Van Anholt is not exactly a priority foreigner player when we are limited. So let me, okay, it's okay to play Ahmed. He'll put in a cross for, you know, Mohammed. I tried to justify it, but you just can't. And he just gives you reasons every single game why he should not be justified. And yet Whether he we have getting played. Bruh, like that mistake, man. How, what are you, a ballerina? What, what is that? What is that motion that he's trying to control that ball with? Why is his hands out there? When you see what's a professional to you, look at, look at um, Nelson. Every time this guy is going, you know, head to head 50-50 and it's anywhere near the box, his hands are freaking tied behind his back so he can avoid that situation. Man of he the was, match. Oof, man, this guy, man, he, every single position, 50-50 in the air, his head is there. The, the guy doesn't think, am I going to get my head, you know, smacked? Is this guy going to run into my head? Am I going to get injured? No, he just, his head is always there. If the ball's in the air, he's expecting it. He's, you know, he's doing something to head that ball out. I respect him so much. I'm so happy he finally got his goal too. I mean, I, I shouldn't say finally. It hasn't been like years or anything, but he's been deserving of it. He's a leader on the pitch, off the pitch. I feel sorry. Uh, maybe we talked about it last week, but I think he closed his social media because of all the fans' reactions and all that. Um, to see him be able to score so soon after a reaction like that, wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear more from Maz as well. I, I want to hear what the Kangaroos think about uh, this game. Like, Uh, yeah. About Umar, right? <laughs> that was the original topic. Umar, Umar, Umar. Where do I even begin? So, the goal directly, well, not directly his fault, but he messed up there in the, in, on the left side and then lost the ball. And then Thailand, he decided to play American football and just held the ball. I, I don't know, bro. Like, it's the same thing every single week. This guy isn't a Galsaray caliber player. I know Yasin mentioned his... I don't think he's a his... caliber player for any team, bro. Yeah, like, he's... like week after week, like Yasin said, we're trying to justify why he's playing. Bro, like, just put anyone else instead of him. Any other Turkish, get someone from the youth, get someone else, bro. Get someone from the Bidinjadik, some random name we don't know. And that would be better. I'm just... I don't know, bro. Like... Yeah, I've told this countless times, bro. He's not he's good not, at left back. Good. If we have he's a left back which is Patrick van Aanholt, just let him play. I mean, we are already low on midfielders. Just let him play in midfield where That's he my actually... That's my criticism. I don't, I don't I mind Omer Baydam in the midfield. Omer Baydam in the midfield is not that bad. But Omer no. Baydam in left back is the worst player Awful. in the league. Uh, it's two coaches, Terim and Torrent, both keeping But Terim stopped I, with that. He didn't play him he, there he, like he, ever he did, again. No. He did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, he did still. I think that was only because PVA wasn't available. No, he was mm -hmm. available. He just started benching him. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's... Yeah. All But, right, so... Uh, I, I, have to, I have to make a quick comment before I forget for Summit again. 
<laughs> oh talking about God. other teams so we what what did you guys just say maybe we should find a youth player that's that's what Fenerbahce just did this weekend they, they are left come they, this guy is not a Galatasaray supporter they, they, I'm telling you they, they've been searching for a left back all season playing Ferdi playing Novak time to time and it hasn't worked last game they played this kid Chatai Kurokalup 19 years old has been on the bench all season and Listen, maybe Gidelson Sports not didn't play their best game or no Hatay yesterday, but the kid did a solid job. It shows okay, if you're out of options, if you don't have anybody that's really convincing, why not give it to a guy who's absolutely free? He's young and has future value for the team, the club. He's he's done, you know, he's been at your club for a long time. Why not give a guy like this a chance? So I would love for us to see and do a, a similar implementation, you know, I guess in the summer. Maybe it's too late now. But we have, uh, I think, Suleiman, uh, I forgot his name. We have a right back. Lush? Lush? Yeah. Something was, like he, that, right? was he a left back or right back? I forget. But He was left back. Left back. back. Yeah. There you go, bro. Okay. Try this guy out next, next well, year. So. I think we should, uh, we should sell Yasin to uh, Football Ola Turka or something. Um. <clears throat> this is a free sponsorship for them now, but I didn't, I didn't <laughs> what, go that far. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, where is, where is Suleiman now? Anyway, is he a Bandarma spot or something? He's on loan, right? yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, oh, we're just sending all our players away when we need them. Awesome. I'm actually okay, looking. I, he's I, already I, got an assist. Yeah, I don't there know, man. Anyway, Maz, um, uh, what did you think of Eric Pulgar? I know you have to go drop off your kangaroos <laughs> to school. So, <laughs> um, before um, you go, I'm just gonna track back a bit before I get on Eric. Um, our entire game plan was. Very defensive. Um, you can see Taylan and Eric, Eric um, sitting very back in the pocket, especially covering up the pockets. It was pretty obvious in the goal kicks, to be honest, uh, when Pena was uh, booting it down. You'd have like um, Momo at the top and then Babel just in the um, up front. And then everyone else is just kind of in the defensive line. It's like we're parking the bus from like the second minute. Um, Eric was really good. He was very dependable. He's where he needed to be. And after seeing Thailand for the past six months or whatever since the start of the season, I think I think Eric was really good. I think he's a type of player that we need. I think he's a type of uh, player that we needed for a long time, actually. Um, I think he's going to continue doing good for us. What do you guys think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric was good. I mean, you could take out Thailand and uh, he would have been found like fine by himself over there. He would have done what he needed to do. And I think we would have had better opportunities going forward. I don't know. I'm not convinced yet by Eric. What do you mean? What What are you not convinced of? You, you love your hot takes, bro. <laughs> you love the hot takes. Hot no. takes, sorry. Right. Bro, no. he's never convinced of anybody. Only the Dutchies, man. Oh, he's, God, he's not Dutch, you, bro. His positioning Have you seen us play today? Have you oh, seen oh, us I'm play just today? talking about Eric and his responsibilities, bro. What do you mean? It's uh, you oh, expect God. him to go and score a goal. No, I agree what with Summit. I agree with Summit here. Uh, Pulgar was he wasn't right. he he wasn't. Good by any means, but he wasn't bad either. Like he, he's solid. Like he just did his he, job. That's all I'm exactly, saying. I exactly. He, he just did, did what his he needed to, like, to do. Yeah, nothing else. Um, I I did get a little bit of you know. It was nice to see a proper CDM. You know, you see his body language, how he handles when when a, a opposing player comes towards him. He always has his back, his body in shape, so the goal is behind him, so the the opposing player can't just dribble right back by him and go straight to goal. You know, that's one of the important things about being a CDM. Your body, your back always needs to be towards the goal. So the player in front of you can't just go straight to goal. They have, they have to pick a side, left or right. So 
whether he was helping on the right side, Omar, or the left side, Omer, you know, he was always providing assistance to wherever he needed on the pitch. So I did appreciate that. Um, but I would like to kind of, you know, make a point about Gustav too, uh, and a criticism of Galsai at the same time. Uh, I think I br- touched on it briefly last week too, but Gustav played like a team who has nothing to lose today. Um, they... They were attacking often. They were pressing often. That exposed weaknesses in their back. But fortunately for them, we were not able to take advantage of that. But they attacked. They were hungry. You know, they're playing at home. Of course, that's a different story too. It helps out. But look, look where they are in the in the league. They're 16th. One, you know, one point above Gerasun, who is in relegation. They were. They, if they won today, they would have won past us into 13th spot or 14th. So why can't we see that from Galsai? That, that's that's, that's the what thing, I'm though. getting to, right? Well, yeah, you're saying that they play, they were hungry. Uh, yeah, I agree. You're, I mean, are we not hungry for points either? We also, that 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 hunger that you saw today from Gustav in the first half, I think it's more of us letting them play that aggressive because we didn't really have a counter to what they were playing. And they were very, like, they were very aggressive and we were losing our 1Bs. They had, they held on to the ball. They, yep. they had more of the ball, man. 70% mind you. 70%, brother. Worst game we ever played. It was it was very difficult to watch that game. Um I think it was Summit who said it earlier in the podcast saying or maybe Sally we tried to counter, maybe let them kind of attack, let them attack and then counter, but mm-hmm. how 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 are you going to counter with a player like Babel on the wing? Babel. You know? I didn't I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, he's yeah, going under the radar right now and and I think maybe a lot of fans are doing the same. We're focusing on Ahmed, we're focusing on Thailand, but what did Bubba do today? I know Summit is a fan, so maybe I'm directing the question towards him indirectly, but what what, what did Bubba do today? Like, so so Halil, before you take over, Ahmed, I didn't like Halil today. Uh, Halil didn't play the position that I expect him to play. You know, be that connection between our defense, or I guess our core deeper midfield and our attack. He didn't really do that. Uh, he did look like a lost chicken today. Um, I would give it another game or two to try out that position because he's it, it's done wonders in the past where Mohammed and Halid played together. It didn't work today. Maybe because of Thailand. Maybe Thailand was, you know, we had no the midfield. off piece. Yeah. Uh, but Baba, I, I expect more from a player like him. Yes, we've been talking shit about him for quite some time. Yes, he's maybe washed out. Yes, he has three months and he doesn't care but still when you're on that pitch you got to do something and i hope torrent sees that uh i, I think no. i said the same thing last week and we didn't see it this week a change but uh next week emrick clinch deserves that role uh we can get into that for the second half talk mm-hmm. but baba man what did he no. do today like like putting in a shift should be the bare minimum you do when you play for Galsai. Like he never if does you don't even do that exactly then just 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 don't just don't put him in i don't know i really Start to wonder. See the thing. What does Babel do? Yasin was saying, front? Yeah. right? Yasin was saying, "Oh, PVA is not a priority foreigner, you know, to get that spot. Why is Babel that priority?" He should have been. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Emet is like horrible, horrible. I would never put him in that left back ever. And you know, PVA is available. He's fit. If foreigner position is so important, why are you playing Babel? When you could uh, play Emre Kulinch, who's been in form, who's been doing great. Why are you playing? But what is this guy doing? He's not even 
like the right wing is not even his main position. It's usually the left wing. And you could mm-hmm. you saw in a couple of times that wing, that right wing was so ineffective that he actually switched with Kerem to get some movement up there. Yeah. And then it was like you saw Kerem do more on the right than you said um Babel did. So you could clearly see that Babel is a handbrake to this club, to this team. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is he nah. doing in these trainings that is allowing this guy to play with not just Ted and who we criticize for playing him, and now it's Torrent. Like, what? What is this guy doing, bro? Yeah, in in all honesty, so to be to be fair, like Babel, I know I'm just kidding a bit, but nah, he's not good. That that's for sure. But what I want to say mainly is I'm just speculating now. I think he's being chosen because he's a professional. And he probably does what the coach wants, mm-hmm. um, maybe eighty percent of the time. What and is that? Drive us crazy? Yeah, definitely. No, hold the ball. Uh, make sure he's at the defense. And today he's been helping defensively. I can say that because he was not on the right wing. He was more a fullback, if you ask me, from what I saw today. And I think he's choosing Babel over Morutsan because of that. And I said last episode Morutsan is is can be a liability yeah he has talent he can go and do some flair some magic and, and get us goals but he's raw talent and probably doesn't have that professional principles under his belt and that's probably why he's not being chosen to play with that said why is Emre Kulinc not that's being, what I'm saying that's the main point if right? you're gonna play counter-attacking football wouldn't you want fast players that could counter-attack Ace. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, see, I don't understand what. Okay, defensive wise, Bobat okay, but he can hold the ball. But what good is holding the ball if you can't attack and go forward, pass the yeah. ball? I really hope that in a few months from now, we start seeing actually what Torrance wants to do and the players adapting to it, and so we have like I'm I'm looking for that light Mazar was talking about at the end and, of the tunnel. Uh, yeah, I hope that comes and, and, and I give him the time because this season is lost anyway. So let's see what we do with him in the summer transfers and then start off a new season. Um, oh, by the way, Mazar had to drop off his kangaroos to school. So he's left us by now. Uh, he just texted me. Uh, he's apologizes for leaving. So it's just the four of us. Um, but yeah, I think we should go on and discuss a bit more on the second half and maybe up top. When, uh, well, Momo and Gomis, uh, Sali, what did you think about uh, Momo and Gomis? Yeah, I mean, more the sub when it was made? or uh, Either either player that? and the sub, just in general. Uh, just in general. Um, I, f- I think Momo did okay with the amount of times he had the ball. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think he played bad. It's just that... Like those first, the first half was shambolic in general, so I don't want to put it like specifically just on him. Um, I do have to say though, by the way, now it does remind me of the yellow card, which I found very bizarre that he got. Um, or I shouldn't say very bizarre, kind of harsh is probably a better word. Uh, for blocking the keeper. For, yeah, but... It wasn't really blocking. The thing is, it wasn't exactly, he wasn't really blocking. Like I've seen refs give yellow cards for these type of fouls but usually it's when you like are right in his face and I don't think or if Momo you like really shoulder him that. or something make contact exactly uh, anyway I think Momo did fine for what he could do with the ball honestly and uh, 
Gomis, I think Gomis, when he came on, he was He's so okay. slow. He's so slow. Yeah, He's exactly. 37. Never clear, bro. Yeah, that's also true. Like, I think when he came on, just when he came on, he was just okay. But after we got our pen, right, and he scored that one in. By the way, that pen was also really horrible. I thought the keeper was saving that because the ball went in so slow that I thought the keeper got it, uh, Irfan Jan. Luckily for us, it went in. Uh, but after that pen, I did see a pretty hungry Gomez. He started running quite a lot. Yes, he's not the fastest, but he started pressing and running way more. And um, uh, then the other position came where uh, there was another penalty call, right? For what was the defender called again? Dino As Aslanagic, I think, mm -hmm. for a handball. He should have finished that, by the way. Anyway, that one gets cancelled. Uh, and then the other pen that we get from Emmer Clinch's position, uh, after which he did the, well, lion celebration towards the uh, Gustave fans, which was <laughs> pretty funny. He got a yellow for that, right? Yes, he did get a yellow for that. Um, again, that's kind of necessary, but okay, oh well, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a very bizarre game. Like, considering there were five goals, of which four were penalties, very different game. Um, not to get too off track, I think Gomis did fine for what he had to do. He he was just there. He didn't play bad necessarily. He he did what he had to do. He scored two pens, which I was afraid of because I rather had well, someone like Chico take it. But you know, he took it, netted it in, and got us the three points in the end. That's uh, I guess that all counts. I had to say. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if you are in this situation, wouldn't you want you know your best penalty taker to take the pens? It's also like a, a decision I don't understand why. Jijal Dao is not taking these pens. And that's just personal thought, personal opinion. But I, I when agree. we say yeah, when we say take our pens, like uh, the first penalty goal, I believe that's our second penalty that we've actually netted in the season, and then <laughs> the third one is our third. So Chico Dao is, I guess, sort of our uh, main penalty taker while having scored one. Uh, but yeah, I do agree on that. I was also kind of confused on why Gomis took it. It might also be you never want a cold player that just got in the game to take a penalty, right? That's what a lot of trainers and coaches say. And Gomis was already there and he's the main striker of the team now. So in that perspective, it made sense to me. If Chikolda was playing all game, sure, I'd say he should take the pen because he's warmed up, he's been in that game and probably the best man to take it unless Torrent said, Gomis... You are the penalty taker now. So, <laughs> so I think those uh, mainly. Um, how many? How many penalties was there? I mean, I don't four. think I've seen any four. good open positions plays goals in this game. So we have other than four the penalties. free kick. Mm -hmm. But even that's not really open play, right? That's still mm -hmm. you know from a dead ball movement. Uh, from set piece basically but it is true like uh, what you do say it is true because even in the first half when we didn't have the ball at all Gusepe never really got super close I mean they did you know have a few shots on goal but still I never felt super threatened even though they had the ball that much uh, that's also reflected in I know Emre is not the biggest fan of XG but there actually was you know besides that penalty it was like 0 0.15 that's really low so basically, the quality of shots. <laughs> Our they took. center backs are OP. That's why. 
That's also true. That's also true. Yeah. Um, Markow and Nelson. Just, just they played a great game, game in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah, went I don't from. Know if Yasin has to. Yeah. We uh, went from XG King to XG Peasant, basically. Yasin. <laughs> I, I was I was just planning to continue the Mohammed Gomez conversation. Um, I thought uh, Mohammed is fine today. Uh, surprisingly, his I guess not so surprising, but his sofa score rating was seven point one, which was the second highest on the team uh, that started. Uh, the issue again today, poor Mohammed always has this problem, but the ball was not coming to him, so he really could not do much. Uh, I remember early in the first half. He was hustling. He was making challenges where he needed to be. He won a corner kick. I, I, I was impressed with that. You can only do so much as a striker when you're not getting into positions. So it's hard to judge Mustafa much today. But he tried the right things. He tried to make passes. Uh, when Gomez did come on, Gomez was a little bit more fortunate where the team was attacking as a whole more often. So he got into more of those positions more of those touches outside the 18 where he could try and take a shot or try and make a pass uh he was on the field when we got the two penalties so how convenient for him to be able to score the two goals and kind of be this the man of the show today um but you know i can't really comment on whether i agree or disagree with one of them starting over the other today or i can't really say one was poor and one was great today uh, I do want to touch on Emmerich Kalinch, though, if that's fine with you guys, if I can transition into Before that. Before you do, let me ask you a quick question. Who would you rather take penalty, Gomez or Momo, if you had the option? Who would you rather take it? They're both on the field at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's tough, dude. Um, that's, Gun to that's your some, head. Who, that, who that's takes some, it? I would not choose. I would let them choose between themselves and say, okay. Ah, you're it, boring, Lan. <laughs> I'm boring, but that's also true. Like, you know, in these major tournaments. Momo? Momo? I would choose I would Momo. Choose, I would choose Momo too. Momo, he's our future. He's ours. I um, And we got to make them score those goals. And he has a banger uh, foot on the right. And But, yeah. The thing is, though. Uh, cons- like contextually, right? Considering our position, I wouldn't let take Momo because he's a younger guy. Yep. He probably would be more influenced by the emotions, and he did miss the crucial pen against Beistach as well. Yep. Like this is another very crucial pen. I'd rather let Gomis take it because of his experience, mm-hmm. even though his pen record maybe wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, considering still, our position, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That that's why I was confused. And also, yeah. Yeah, and also if he would miss, I think he could also deal. Uh, with the criticism more easily yep. because I mean to be fair he's 37 he probably doesn't care as much as Momo he still has a very you know he still has a future ahead of him while Gomez is in a way finished you could this, say so. this guy's so rational man he's still well imagine if Momo scores right that whole you know mistake that he make, made against Besiktas might just disappear and he's like oh I just saved my team from losing more points in such a crucial position it goes both ways for sure. True, but but then then I would say that let's say we were I don't know two nil ahead. Okay, let him then take the third one. Then you know it's fine if we maybe miss it, but <laughs> not when it was. What was it again? I think one, we were two. actually behind when Gomez took it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. But you were saying yeah. something about Emre Kulinshas, and I'm actually interested to hear that. I thought it was great when he came on. He I think he made a huge impact. Uh, you know, I think it was solid saying how many open plays did we get into positions from. I think Emre Kulinch was a part of at least two towards the end of the game. Exactly. Uh, Thank that's you. Beautiful. 
that was great to see that that last penalty that's because of Emre Kulinc he won that penalty and we won the game because of him you're not going to see Babel take that Thank ball you. sprint his ass off to that side and try to make a cross and and want to foul in the process Babel he's going to square up with the ball between him and a defender and have a conversation before he does anything like you're not going to win penalties you're not going to get into positions like that that's why I did like Emre Kulinc uh you know would I have preferred he started today for sure but it was kind of a question mark because he was sick last week so it's natural to be like all right maybe he's not 100% fit but going forward that man needs to play he's not only Turkish but he gets into those positions he's a left-footed right winger like he can play that role he can dribble inside and shoot he has a great shot if he if he's on his day he knows how to go down the right wing and put across him with his right foot like the, the last position he's a threat uh yes he has his flaws but i love Tali um um whoa, today. Honey, whoa whoa Ooh, back whoa, up there not now. not not, not, not honey, don't, don't get excited now i <laughs> I meant Emre Kulinch, yeah. I would love for him to play going forward. The stakes out. Emre Kulinch <laughs> and Jija, when they both came on, I would say even a little bit of uh, Berkan as well. Yes. Game opened yes. up a lot. Yes. You could mm -hmm. see the two defensive midfields weren't working, even up until that point. Just nothing was really going on. And then they come on, and then bam, you see, like, you know, movement in the midfield going forward. We were able to push up. With the mm -hmm. ball instead of just yeeting it up the field. Yep. Bring mm -hmm. two passes together and move up the field. And then Gomez is very fortunate because for Momo, that was not really happening. Mm -hmm. Let's um, maybe some final points to share um, before we go to the next segment, which is the Rizespor match prediction. Um, man of the match, for me, it was Nelson. Yasin? Nelson was great, but I have to give it to Gomez for finishing those two penalties. Even though I was not a fan of the way he finished it, he he took that mm -hmm. leadership role and finished the Definitely penalty. Got us the win. <laughs> Emre, I think I'm gonna go with Nelson too. He, he bossed right. that defense. Yeah, won almost every aerial duel, and mm -hmm. he scored the goal for us. And you, Sally? Yeah, I would. I would have to go with. I mean, in my opinion, there were three good players. Emre Kulinc, Gomis, and uh, Nelson. But I'm going to go with Gomis as well. Mm -hmm. Just because we were behind. You just like the pressure. Uh, black and he, I mean, we won the game. <laughs> 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 no, but like for real, just like Yasin said before, uh, I did watch the first pen. That was so bad. And then the second one, I didn't want to watch. I still did. And to be really honest, that was also a very poor pen. We were just lucky to... Keeper didn't choose a side because if he did go the right way, he definitely would have caught that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Gomez. I think he did uh, well. Okay. Well, we'll uh, check with the guys who their man of the match was uh, in the chat. Um, Rizespor next week. That's uh, yeah, we're gonna play against Jetson, so it's gonna be interesting. And so Captain. let's. Uh, Let's give our predictions. Oh, maybe before we check our predictions, who won last week's predictions? I think, think it's uh, only one two person. guys. No? No. It's uh, Yasin <laughs> said 2-1 and win. And Sali said 2-1 win. Yes. Let's so go, baby. Uh, let's uh, go. First points. Okay, from Mazar now on, was close. Every game. Mazar was 2-2 <laughs> draw. And the rest was 1-1 draw. So 
Good, optimistic, good guys, good guys, and good for uh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for us, not for you. You know, just good for us. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm happy with this. I don't care about that point <clears throat> uh, between each other. So Rizespor, uh, let me start with John from Toronto. <laughs> He's not nobody cares about. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I did ask him in chat, and he says 2 0 Galatasaray at home. Uh, we're gonna kill it. Uh, that's good, that's optimistic. I'll give mine. I'm gonna say three, I'm gonna say four one win for Galatasaray. We're gonna shove that contract (laughs) up into Bülent Korkmaz's mouth. And uh, we're going to take a good streak and finish off the season well. How about you, Yasin? Rize is in not good form. Um, They've lost two, tied two in the last four games. They are going to come with that uh, relegation pressure. You know, they're going to want to win, especially against Kalsai. They're going to have incentives. It's going to be tough, but I think we'll break through with uh, one or two goals. It'll put them down. We'll win 3-1. Then score again. I'll, I'll predict three one. Nice, nice. And um, we don't care about Emre, so I'm gonna ask you, Mazar, <clears throat> who left. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Mazar actually texted me as well, and he says two one win for Gese. So <clears throat> I just note that for him. Uh, Mobster Emre, chief editor. What's your score? I think we will win, but I don't think we'll win by four one. Thing is, we we have a hard time creating positions as it is, but I think we'll be better next game, hopefully. And I think we'll win. Mm-hmm. I think by like two goals, at least two goals. I'd say two, one, max okay. three, one. Because we always we haven't had a clean sheet yet, so we're we're always gonna concede for some. Is reason. it three one no. or two one? I'm gonna say two one, but okay. we will win. Okay, our most rational professor, historian, doctorate, PhD. I'm going to say yeah I'm going to say 3-1 as well no clean sheet we just can't seem to keep a clean sheet Mm -hmm. and uh, we're playing at home we're playing against a club we all hate so I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll win and by a good margin as well yeah I'd love to be at the stadium for that game definitely and also look you, you guys said or Sameh said, Riz are in poor form. Hey, we're in pretty decent form, right? We won Undefeated. One game, Undefeated draws. in three exactly. games. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Bro, let's go. I mean, oh, we're going God. for the left side of the table now. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for uh, coming together today, as usual. <clears throat> to, uh, enjoy it a lot with you guys discussing this stuff. So, also, thank you to our listeners who've been patiently listening to us, who we all love. And, uh, and I guess it's time to say goodbye. But before we say goodbye, go to Twitter or Instagram and follow us. You can find us on the handle at DLionsDenGS. And, uh, well, we, we interact there. And, uh, well, the more followers we have, the better. Trying to really make a community uh, for Galatasaray in English. And try to give you these weekly episodes. So I hope you all enjoy. Wish you all a very good evening, good morning, or good night. And uh, that's it for today, folks. Bye. See ya. All right. See ya. Thanks for having me.